0: welcome to the no walls podcast my name is Preston and I'm here once again with Taylor Otterbein and yesterday was your birthday man happy birthday thank you sir thank you sir thank you sir you turned uh 30 years old and uh I saw that you put a post on Facebook called 30 things that I learned in 30 years and uh you had some interesting things on there we don't have time to go through all of them but I want to kind of just pick your brain about the ones that that I thought were kind of interesting on there If you're cool with it, it. so the first one that I thought was interesting uh, was "conflict is intimacy." Mm. So, what does that mean?
1: Yeah, so this one is this one's fun for me. Um, So I know that like depending on how you're built, you're either like, if you when you heard that sentence, everything in you shouted, "Yes!" (laughs) or shouted, "No." (laughs) There's probably not very many people who read that one and are like what (laughs) they either deeply resonate with it clearly they deeply regret it and or or reject it so for me i grew up in a house where we really just didn't really have the hard convos and i don't even think it's so much that like we didn't have answers or even really that like if asked you wouldn't have been able to give an account for it or or a thought on it it's just it made people uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and so i think like my family system really didn't want to address difficult things it was easier to just kind of act like everything's okay like let's just pretend it's all good like kind of like the idea of like you don't really see the family that much you work 90 hours a week at your job but you do one really big vacation every year and your hope is is that that one week solves all of the time you miss throughout the year and yeah. it kind of feels the same way we did with most tension in the house it's like we didn't really talk we didn't, we didn't address it like our response is like you know it's like hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil, like ignore the thing. and It'll go away. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But what I've realized throughout my life, you know, the 30 years on this planet is I've never seen it happen. (laughs) Like when I was like listing them out, it was one of the first ones I wrote down. I was like really trying to like, like I was trying to devil's advocate the belief and I can't like, I I can't find a moment in my 30 years. And it is possible that it's subjective, but it's my 30, not your 30. So Mm -hmm. the lessons I learned, (laughs) um, but I couldn't find one. Like every yeah. single time, there was a moment in my life where either I did it or someone else I knew did it or someone was doing it to me where it was like we chose to ignore the difficult tension, ignore the conflict, because our hope is it's if we act like it's not there, it'll go away. And every time without fail, it gets worse. Mm. Yeah. Like my 30 years on earth are batting a thousand with that percentage. Yeah. Things don't just get better on their own. Mm-hmm. If there is tension, it has to be hashed. It has to be processed. And what I believe is that real love embraces the whole of who you are. Mm-hmm. It isn't the parts that I like, and I just want to ignore the parts that don't work. If I really love you well, I need to be able to state my needs to you
0: yeah.
1: and vice versa. And sometimes what I need is not something that's naturally good for you yeah. or is it naturally easy for you. But real intimacy, in my opinion, leans into those moments, Yeah, really allows iron to sharpen iron, really allows the strengths in me to help strengthen the weaknesses in you and vice versa. <laughs> there are so many things <laughs> that Nicole is like, my wife Nicole is objectively better at than me, mm-hmm. like specifically finances. Like <laughs> if if we would have let me run the finances and we did for a few years early on, <laughs> we would have been broken. We were broke and We'd have nothing to our name right now. <laughs> She's objectively better than me. And and what was difficult is when it kind of, when, it, when I realized like, oh, like you might be better than me, but I don't want to lose control. Mm-hmm. There was conflict. Yeah. Because she knew that if we were going to get to the future we were dreaming for, she had to stick up and say no more. And I also needed to not push that away or run from that, had to lean into that. And so today our finances are fantastic. Yeah. Like, we aren't rich, but we're paying our bills, we're saving money, and we're headed towards the dream we want to have. And that doesn't happen if Nicole doesn't lean into the conflict. And the same thing's true for me in a thousand other areas for her. Mm. And so throughout my life, what I've learned is conflict really is intimacy. If I love you, I'll have the hard combo. If you love me, you'll have the hard combo. And when love is the foundation, the hard combos actually aren't as hard as you think they are.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's good. It's really good. I actually never heard that until I was around you. So when you were like, conflict is intimacy, I was like, no, we love each other well by not by not by just not by by not getting our needs met. Yeah. Uh So the next one is uh moments don't define my call God does. Moments don't define my call
1: God does. So this one resonates really deeply for me because I think I've probably Maybe this isn't true. It feels like I've lost more than I've won in the thirty years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't usually pass the test the first time. It's kind of not my thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so for a large portion of my life i would i'll like walk into rooms and like like I got here later than you it's it, it feels like i w- it feels like I missed um a class I was supposed to take, <laughs> and now I'm a senior taking classes with freshmen. Mm it's like you guys got here faster than me like i should already be here and i'm not here like i'm playing catch up and it, it like i know that that's not true it feels true though so yeah. like what i've had to really process is like like however many times i miss a shot doesn't change the fact that god's called me to take the shot yeah. you know like I'm, I'm a huge sports fan and so in basketball you're not trying to make every shot you're trying to shoot the right shots yeah. and if you shoot the right shots enough they'll start going in. Yeah. Right. The, the the game plan is to get open. And if you're taking open shots, your percentages go way up, right? You make more shots people aren't guarding you. And what I've had to realize is not a ma- it's it's not about like, um, if I miss a shot, it's do I make the shots that matter most? Yeah. Right. Do I do I adapt? Do I learn? Do I get better? And my, you know, my shooting percentage is better at 30 than it was at 20.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and so what I've had to remind myself is that there is no one failure, core mistake, or shortcoming that is going to change the fact that I was created on purpose with a purpose.
0: Yeah.
1: So that doesn't mean that my decisions to be a knucklehead don't make things harder, but it doesn't change the fact that I am still called, that there is still a good thing God wants to do in the world through me and for the people around me. And so for me, it's kind of an internal mantra to remind myself, like moments don't define my call, God does. So just because I preached a bad sermon doesn't mean I'm not called to communicate right just because I made someone mad doesn't mean I'm not called to love people yeah just because uh like you know an endless any any endless number of those things those one moments don't change the fact that I'm still called to do good things and yeah. I would encourage anybody today if you feel like you've failed more tests than you've passed in your life it's okay yeah moments don't define your call God does yeah that's good um quiet is okay oh yeah, so this one's hard for me. I don't like quiet. I'm kind of the epitome of the guy that's like, like fill the room. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just always be laughing. Like, why, why sit with our thoughts? And what I've realized, especially like particularly the last like two years,
0: <clears throat>
1: that I think, <clears throat> I think busyness is really running away from uh, like well, what? How do I phrase it in it? Uh,
0: you said business is just an excuse not to reflect.
1: Yeah. You said. So busyness is an excuse not to reflect. So for me, I'm running from quiet because when I'm not busy, when my hands are on to things, I'm left with my own thoughts. Mm-hmm. And the only way you ever get better, the only other way you ever learn, the only other way you grow throughout life is you have to have moments of reflection. Yeah. <clears throat> but because I'm wired the way I'm wired, <coughs> I don't like that. I want to run and do and jump because it's easier to just keep moving forward than to look back and assess, like, did you damage anything? Yeah. Just keep plowing. Just keep plowing. Just keep plowing. And so in this, like, last couple years of my life, I've realized, like, I really got to have some times where I'm quiet or a pause or a look where I assess, are we going where we need to go? Am I spending my time the way I'm called to spend my time? Am Am i loving my wife well am i loving my kids well am i am i bringing my best to my call to the church um how are things going yeah and the only way to figure that out is you have to slow down yeah and so quiet's okay quiet felt like a cuss word felt like something you want to do because you're not moving
0: yeah
1: (laughs) Quiet, like if i'm sitting still i'm not getting anything done yeah so my whole thing is like well just keep moving just keep doing you know i got the whole dory vibe like just keep (laughs) swimming bro but the truth is sometimes you got to pause, you got to breathe, you got to look to assess, am I still going the direction I wanted to when I started?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I find I find that, like, for me, like, there's, like, a certain amount of, like, it might be because I'm more introverted uh, than you are, but, like, I feel like I need the quiet time to, like, feel rested. Like, cause I think I can do the thing where I, I, I can kind of ride people's energy for a long time. Like, like just be going, just be doing, like things are happening. And then I get like, you know, a month into just doing that and never having quiet time. And I'm like, why am I so exhausted? Like I didn't do anything today. And it's like, cause I didn't take the time to, to sit in the quiet and like rest. And It's, uh, it's so good. Yeah. <clears throat> it's difficult. I don't think our culture really values quiet either.
1: So it's like, yeah. you're not actually taught it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's like,
1: what, yeah. I was never taught the need for pausing and resting. I was always taught, like, you just kind of just do, like, life just happens. Yeah. I, like, just in general, a general sense of lack of intentionality. But, man, quiet is huge. It's yeah. good for the soul. It's good for the mind. It's good for the heart. Um, And when you pick those moments, I think you get, you just get better return on your investment, you know? Like, you, you, you're doing the things you want to do wisely because you've taken the time to process and breathe and assess. Yeah,
0: that's good. You said on this one, you said forgiveness is for me, not you. Ooh.
1: Yeah, so this one's this one's one of the harder ones. It, it, this is one of the harder ones for me to learn. <coughs> uh, so I'm an angry bear. Okay, so that's just kind of my thing. <laughs> like <laughs> I get angry fast. I get salty quick um like i, I like th- that's kind of always been my mo right like i don't feel the real primary emotions i stay on angry <laughs> <clears throat> and uh the problem with forgiveness for me is it always felt like you were winning
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> like if i forgive you then it's like the thing didn't happen to me yeah all right like you didn't hurt me or like you somehow <laughs> get a pass like if i say i forgive you then it's like the like like nothing ever gets done about the thing that was hurt to me and. Like I really believe that, and I think most people do. Like generally speaking, I think that's why forgiveness is hard is because when we go to forgive somebody, it feels like we're just letting things go. yeah, like we're we're pardoning them. We're acting as if like the thing they did that hurt us didn't happen. And what I've realized is, <coughs> bro, they don't care. Yeah <coughs> like I spent my whole life like angry at my dad, not even like intentional out, like intentionally, but like I, like kind of like subconsciously, like I realized like through therapy and stuff, like there was like, Some just general daddy issues that, like, pervade everything. Yeah. And so I spent a long time in my life just really angry at, like, my bio dad who kind of left when I was seven and never saw again. And I think for me, I realized, like, I didn't even know where he was. Yeah. Homeboy could be sitting on a beach somewhere sipping a mojito and just so unconcerned with what's going on in my life. But I'm over here. Mm. I'm over here. Mm -hmm angry and bitter and blowing up relationships and burning bridges because of something someone did to me when I was seven
0: yeah
1: I'm 30 years old Mm -hmm. like it doesn't make the pain not real it happened it did like that was real and we need to process those things it's not that we need to act like things didn't happen go to therapy have the conversation get around some healthy people really do the work on assessing like what did that mean for you how do you move past that? How do you learn from that? How do you grow from that? How do you heal that? Those are all questions we need to ask. But spending our lifetime bitter at people who don't care doesn't help me. Yeah. But what I have found is when I do forgive, mm-hmm. I like, you know what? I'm done. I'm not going to spend another second being mad at somebody that's not even in my life that I don't see. I'm going to let this stuff go. I'm going to give that up. I'm not going to ignore what happened. I'm going to do the work. I'm going to heal. I'm going to let it inform the way I do relationships moving forward. I'm going to let it inform the way I love my kids. I'm going to let it inform the way I love my wife. There's a lot of things I can learn and take from this moment, but I'm I'm not living in that moment anymore. I'm not seven, and I'm yeah. done carrying the weight of something that happened to me when I was seven years old. I'm going to move forward and step into the beautiful future that I think God has for me He's called me to do. And what I've learned is that's powerful. Yeah. When I let go of my grudge I have to you, it does heal me, like yeah. the the like the famous quote that people say all the time is like forgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die.
0: Yeah, and I just
1: think it's so true.
0: Yeah,
1: I think the only one that gets hurt by your lack of forgiveness is you. Yeah, and I we ignore that truth. We act like it's not true, but it's real. Yeah, you're the only one being hurt by it. Yeah, so let it go, forgive, process, heal, and step into the beautiful future God has for you. However hard that is, however difficult that is, I get it. It's hard. But I realized, like, my life changed around 25, 26 because I finally forgave him.
0: Mm.
1: Like, I remember having an intentional moment where I process. I was like, golly, I'm talking to these kids every day about forgiveness, right? Like, I'm a student pastor. I'm like, yeah. I'm preaching about forgiveness. And I'm like, I'm not doing it.
0: Yeah.
1: And I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm just, I'm done carrying this weight. And when I did, it changed things. Yeah. It did. It's like, I was like, immediately felt lighter. And, you know, for the first little bit, you have to keep coming back to it, right? I've had 26 years of, well, what's well, 26 so 19 years of being salty yeah that's some muscle memory I had to work through that but man when i really got over on that thing i can say i can talk about him i can see him i'm not mad at him yeah so yeah. anyways but it's it really is for you man you're not you're not hurting them by being bitter you're just hurting you
0: yeah there's a uh, what's the scripture about forgiveness that's like actually like kind of terrifying oh the, yeah if you don't forgive others how can you you know fuck God yeah. in and forgive you type thing that one that is a very convicting one
1: but yeah well my yeah. pitch isn't even like yes it is that's like one of the scariest scriptures in the Bible for me yeah but even if you're listening on a person of faith yeah from a practical standpoint like scrap spiritual it you I think you should be concerned about spiritual right. to be yeah. clear <laughs> but like if we just do a pure just data point yeah it is better for your mental health and physical health to not be bitter at human beings yeah yeah. so just from a sheer functional practical application it is objectively better for your well-being to forgive yeah
0: yeah that's good you are weak and that makes you strong <laughs> yeah
1: this one um I only like fifty one percent believe this one so <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> <laughs> like I I think I, I know it's true, but I don't want it to be true is kind of where I would say I'm at with it. Like, yeah. <clears throat> I don't like owning that I'm weak and that there are just things I can't do. You know, like, I'm not a jack of all trades and nobody is. Like, I can't be perfect at everything. And that really frustrates me because I want to buy into the myth of independence and pull yourself up by your bootstraps and I'm good and I got this. And it's me and my four, and no more type thing. And like, you just can't. Yeah. <clears throat> It does not work. No one has ever done anything great by themselves. Yeah. And no matter how hard you try, you wind up being empty. Like just go find anybody that tells you they did it by themselves yeah. and find them at 75.
0: Yeah.
1: And one of the two things will be true. <clears throat> if you hear enough of the story, you'll find out they didn't do anything by themselves. Yeah. They had a rich daddy that set them up. Clearly a lot of people along the way that showed up in times so where they absolutely needed them. Or they're tired, burnt out, worn down, and have nothing left in the tank. Yeah. And they didn't finish strong. Yeah. So even if they did plow through their entire life on their own, no one gets to the end of that thing healthy <clears throat> because you need people. <clears throat> and what I've realized is when I own the fact that I'm not great at something, <clears throat> when I realize I'm weak at something, see, I'm already 100 times saying me, <laughs> <laughs> not I own that I'm weak, it opens up space for the people who are strong to show up. Mm. So to go back to your previous uh, illustration, when I realized I was weak at running my finances, yeah. my wife, who is strong, could finally take her place yeah, and That's change true. the game and lean in and dominate and, and make us better. Like, we are better people because she, who is strong, covered my weakness. Because it's not just true inside my marriage, though. Like, when I realized I was really bad at um when i when I realized I was really bad at um assessing like my emotions in a moment mm. that's where Jared our lead pastor can come in and shoot me straight when I'm really flooded and I'm really feeling big emotions like bro, bro it's not even about that right now yeah there's something bigger happening breathe come back let's reassess mm. when I realize I'm not the strongest at controlling every emotion, every moment, it allows the person who's actually really good at emotion management to come in and help me get better. When I realized I wasn't strong enough to heal my own trauma. Yeah. I couldn't answer all my questions. I couldn't process it all by myself. Well, my therapist could step in and actually help me get better. Yeah. There's a billion and one moments throughout my life where when I finally accepted the fact I'm just not strong, I'm weak.
0: Yeah.
1: The person who was strong could step in and make me better. And I think you were designed to have things in you that you need other people to fulfill because i think a foundational truth of humanity is we need community.
0: Yeah. That's good. That's good. I got one more and then i got another question for you after this. Uh number or this one said do don't tell. Ooh, i wish i could i
1: We're having a conversation, not a sermon, but I could preach the crap out of this one, dude. If you're going to tell me what, like, my pet, you know, I'm going to just do it. It's our podcast. We want. This is the thing that drives me most insane in the world, I think. I really do want to put my hands on people when I hear this. Yeah. Like, shut up. (laughs) Just shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Go do something. Yeah. There's nothing more maddening than an expert who has absolutely zero experience. Mm. (laughs) You don't know nothing. Yeah you are so sure the world should be a certain way. I can't tell you how many times people come in and they tell you, if y'all would just do this or say this, it's like, but you haven't applied anything. I can't tell you how many things growing up, like people would say, like like, just have all the opinions and tell you all the things. It's like, but you haven't done any of the things. Like you you haven't proved anything about it. It's like there's nothing worse than having someone tell you, you suck at something. And being so sure they're right about something when they've not done any of the things they tell you. It's like yeah. the like the one thing, like the internet is beautiful for so many reasons. But one of the things that sucks is made everybody experts. Yeah. Everybody is so sure they know everything. It's like, but few people actually do anything. Yeah. And like go do. Yeah. If you are sure <laughs> that you are right, if you know you're right, <laughs> go play the play. Yeah. <laughs> and then what you will find is is people will want to join you. Yeah. I'm saying like well if the if the government would do this blah 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 blah. okay we'll go do something about it Yep. get some people together vote get some squad go to become a politician solve yeah. the thing or if our teachers would just da, 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 okay we'll go be a teacher then yeah you go lead a class of 32 kids and tell me how well it's working for you yeah i would love to see you run that play yep. all these answers on how things should work well if the church would do this or the church would that. okay cool we'll show up yeah come serve yeah come be a part yeah Help me fix the thing. Tell me all the things that are wrong. Do nothing with your life. Oh my gosh, parents, blah blah. blah. You ain't got no kids. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know? Like, I'll say, like, I can't yeah. tell you how many people are so sure how parenting should work and have not a single kid in their life. Yeah. Call me when you got a five-year-old, <laughs> and then let's see how many of your theories stood the test of time. Yeah. Golly, like, it's just so. It, <laughs> I don't know if you can tell. It drives me crazy. I just, it's frustrating. And it winds up usually making you look dumb on the back end, yeah. Because most of the takes you have that you have no experience to have on, usually go wrong. Yeah, you're very, very rarely right about something you haven't actually experienced or been a part of. So the challenge is, do don't tell. Now, I'm blasting other people. I am like the number one, like person for this. If you'd have found me at 22, I could have told you everything wrong with the church. <laughs> Call the areas they sucked in how many things they should be better at, because they would just listen to me. We would blah, 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 blah. Like, I remember when, <laughs> my favorite moment of this, because I remember when I first got to the brick and, like, I started taking over the student ministry, I, like, I knew I wanted to do small groups, right? Yeah. And I told Jared, I was like, no, we're going to, we're not going to do them here, man. We're going to take them to leaders' homes. Because real intimacy is like in living rooms and in spaces and blah, blah, blah. Like it's, it's community and it's everything, blah, blah, blah. And like my 22 year old self was like, that's the best vision. God wants that to happen. It's like, but I had no experience to know a bro. I can't control any of that. Like that's dangerous as uh, a yeah. mug. Like, what happens if <laughs> one leader goes kooky? Yeah. Like, I just sent a bunch of kids to some rando house that I like, I like, nah. Ooh, background. I mean, I get it, but we can all be nuts. Like, it's yeah. just it's a dangerous game. You yeah. let any no matter how good your filters, things can slip through. <laughs> Didn't process that. Also, never dawned on me how big an ass that would actually be. Mm. Like to ask somebody to open up their home every single week. Yeah. If they got kids in their house, that they're newly married. I mean, just the stress of having to entertain once a week. It's just, it would have never been sustainable. So sure I was right though. Everybody was wrong. Blah, 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 blah. And Jared's like, all right, how about this? Try the play I want you to run. And then if it doesn't work, we can try your idea. And guess what? I started doing I stopped telling, I started doing. And when I did it, yeah. Guess whose take was wrong?
0: Yeah.
1: Mine, bro. <laughs> It worked beautifully. It's the best way to run it. It helps people get in quick. It helps leaders get connected fast. And it helps sustainability. But I had a whole lot of things I was telling Jared to do. Very few experience doing the thing that I wanted to do. Once I started doing, I didn't have to tell. Yeah. Because the fruit was there. I can point to the thing. So my challenge to anybody is if you are big, passionate about things, and you are sure there's a solution, go create the solution. Like, just do it. You know, cast a vision, get some people, but get in the field because once you start doing it, the fruit will show up and then you can just point to it. Yeah. Now when I tell you how to do small groups, I don't need to prove it to you. I'm going show you up to a Wednesday night. Yeah. Come check it out. Come see how our students engage. See what it looks like. This thing works. Yeah. Because there's a lot of fruit on that tree now. Much more effective than just shouting from the rooftops all the ways you suck at something.
0: Yeah. Also, if it fails, <laughs> it'll relieve you of being... Like, mad at everyone, because you'll have empathy for them because you don't know why it wasn't a good idea in the first place, dude, that is so good, man, that's so good,
1: <clears throat> yeah, you're right that man, that's so good, that really is true' like, I think part of the reason why we don't really feel the weight of what it is to come in and just pee on somebody's parade' mm-hmm. everybody does it, it happens all the time. it's kind of our culture is built to do that, and I don't think we process that like like how hurtful it actually is to dream something up, yeah. To to really want to do this thing that matters, like there's a there's an injustice in the world you want to solve, or this beautiful thing you want to create, and you just have people walk by, and just tell you you suck at it, yeah. it doesn't work, it's awful. We don't feel that, yeah, like the, the the what what that's actually creating for the other person is not a data point usually. And in my experience, it's because you don't do anything, yeah. It's easy to get on Facebook and tell the world they're bad at things when you haven't felt any stings of losing yourself, yeah. Because if you'd actually gone out there and tried to do something with your life anything significant at all, you would find out it's so much harder yeah. than you're giving credit. Yeah, You would have so much more empathy for anyone trying to do something new. Why? Because it's difficult. Yeah, There's an endless number of things you can never see because you're in the middle of building it. Yeah, It's easy to sit out here 10,000 foot view, look down on somebody's storm and tell them all the ways that the hurricane's destroying it. It's very different to get in the storm and pull them out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So
1: let's go do some stuff.
0: Yeah. For sure. Let's do it. <laughs> uh... So those are the ones that stuck out to me, um, but this is your list. So I was I was curious, like out of the thirty, what is the one that you feel like has made the most difference in your life?
1: Dang, that's a good question. You know, making me do favorites, bro, is like a personal <laughs> like pain of mine.
0: No, I'm sorry,
1: just jacked up. <laughs> Here, give me. Let me look. Let me look. Let me look. Okay. <laughs> Man, I don't know that I could give you number one. The truth is I really did process these. So most of these mean a lot to me. or um, mm-hmm. well, All they mean, they all mean a lot to me. But like a large number of these really are significant for me because they do kind of tally up how I got here. But can I just give you a couple that yeah, really mean sure. a lot to you? Okay. <clears throat> so worth is given, not proven.
0: Because
1: <clears throat> number one on the list, and it, it probably should be... Um, it's hard to say that this is the one that changed my life the most because it's the one I constantly fight the most. Mm. Like I'm still in real time trying to believe this. This is if we're raking them as like ones that have been like mastered, this would be the lowest on the list. Mm. It's still a constant fight for me to remind myself that God's determined my worth. I'm everything I'm supposed to be already. Like I don't need to prove that to you. Like I still feel at 30 years old, this deep need to prove myself to not be the fraud that, I think either I am or you think I am. Yeah. And just constantly trying to come back to this belief that worth was already given and I don't have to prove it. Worth is given, not proven. So that one's yeah. pretty, pretty high on the list for me. Um, I'll, I'll tell you one that's recently kind of changed a lot. Your kids are your reflection.
0: Mm.
1: Like, I think I can look back at my experience and realize there were a lot of things in me that drove my grandma mad mm-hmm. that were just her reflection. Yeah. She saw herself in me and didn't like it. Um, and I think I can see now in my own kids, now that I've got three of them and Emery's nine and is seven and Ember's four is crazy to me. Mm. I can see things in them that drive me crazy. And I realize like it's it's me. Yeah, You usually hate the things in you know, other people you hate in yourself. And when it comes to your kiddos, it's the same way. They're just your reflection. If there's something in your kid you don't like, you're the one that allowed it to grow. Mm. So instead of trying to make them feel the weight of your decisions and your leadership, do the work in you. Yeah. If I love them well, then it will solve most things. If I don't want my kids to be insecure, well then I need to get rid of some of my insecurities. Yeah. If I want my kids to be full of hope, well then I need to leave my house full of hope. If I want my kids to be patient, then I I probably need to be patient. So uh just trying to live that out has been hard but good. Yeah. (laughs) Lineage doesn't determine legacy.
0: Mm.
1: Man, history informs but does not predict just because you came from a certain group of people doesn't mean you are those group of people.
0: Yeah.
1: Man, that should set some people free today. Like, yeah. your parents' addiction doesn't have to be your own. Yeah. And even if you caught it, it doesn't have to be your kiddos. Yeah. That's the mm-hmm. thing. Even if you did catch it, even if some of the things you hated about your parents you got, you don't have to give them to your kids. Yeah. Let the baggage stop with you. You do the hard work. Kill your giants and their giants so your kids can fight new ones. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. It
1: does not have to be determine your life. Lineage doesn't determine legacy um and then i got one more for you where to go be curious not certain hmm. i'm a enneagram type 8 And I believe everything I say to the upteenth degree. (laughs) So I will never tell you a thing that in that given moment, I do not fully believe. The problem is, is I spent a lot of my life certain about a lot of things and was wrong about a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And I think what is a much better approach to life is to be curious, not certain. Yeah. Ask questions, man. The world is way too big. Uh, People are way too complex. And life is way too unpredictable for you to live your life seeing the world in just black and white. Yeah. There is a whole lot of gray, and that gray is where God does His best work. Yeah, that's where His grace shows up. Yeah, that's where the coolest things happen. So instead of just trying to make the world fit into a box or people fit in a box, ask questions. Be curious. You know, yeah. try to dig in. Try to figure out what's happening. Try to figure out some whys. Um, and for me, when I stopped trying to give answers and started asking questions, what I found was is it was much more pleasant to be around. Yeah. Uh it was a lot easier to find people I wanted to hang out around. And generally speaking, I made better decisions. Mm-hmm.
0: That's good. Well, uh, thank you for that list, man. That's, yeah, a, bro. that's a cool list. 30 things learned in 30 years. Um It's gonna be real you. hard when I get to 60. Yeah, man. That's it's gonna be a long <laughs> list. Maybe you can copy and paste that list and then just add 30. Yeah, that's more. what I need to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thanks for talking with me today, man. Um, so appreciate you. Love you, man.